This is Channel 253. In this episode of We Art Tacoma. What was going on in society at the time, which was this was still very much a uh, a booming, growing area. We were trying to recruit business. We were trying to recruit residents. Uh, and, you know, sheet music was a way to do it in that era. And, you know, we have different means now. Now it might be social media, um, which is not dissimilar, right? You, get, you have a picture that catches someone's attention and then you need a slogan. Uh, but if we go back 100 years, that would have been done in the form of sheet music. Channel 253 is a member-supported podcast network. I'm producer Doug Mackey, and I'm asking you to become a member and show your support. Go to channel253.com slash membership to join. Thank you. This is the We Art Tacoma podcast. Welcome back to another episode of We Art Tacoma. I'm your host, Eric Hanberg. I'm producer Doug. Happy New Year, producer Doug. Happy New Year to you. Is it happy? Uh, yeah, I know. I know. Uh, well, we do have a happier topic than what's happening in current events. Our guest today is Kim Davenport to talk about Tacoma's musical history. And she has some interesting gems, including some of the booster songs uh, that came out uh, more than 100 years ago, like Watch Tacoma Grow and You'll Like Tacoma. All of these were turned into catchy jingles uh, to advertise Tacoma. Uh, and we'll play a little bit uh, of one of those uh, during our episode uh, so you can hear how uh, how Tacoma was advertising itself. It seems like we're watching Tacoma grow now. So maybe this is uh, perfectly apt. Give it a listen. Jingles are happy. It's true. Hello, this is Eric Hanberg, host of the Channel 253 podcast, We Art Tacoma. It's no secret that Tacoma's real estate market is off the charts right now. And whenever I have a question about what's happening, I take them to everyone's favorite pod auntie, Marguerite Martin. I trust her for so many reasons, but one of them is that she's not trying to sell me a house. After 16 years helping Tacomans buy homes, she's now a professional real estate matchmaker. That means her entire focus is getting you connected with the best agent for what you need. She helps you find experts because no agent is good at everything. Marguerite knows all the agents and she knows their specialty. Tell her what you're looking for and she'll help you swipe right for your perfect real estate agent. She helps me and my wife find an amazing agent to sell our condo downtown. And when we are ready to buy our next home, we'll turn to her for a match again. Best of all, getting a referral doesn't cost a dime. The agent pays Marguerite a finder's fee if you end up buying or selling. And you can rest easy knowing that you're going to get a great agent who specializes in exactly what you're looking for. To get started, visit movetotacoma.com and hit the contact form. Thank you, Marguerite for getting Channel 253 up and running and your ongoing support of local media. All right. Uh, I'm here to talk about Tacoma music history with uh, my guest, Kim Davenport. Kim, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. So tell me a little bit about, uh, about yourself and your uh, connection and love of music. Well, um, it goes way back for me. I grew up in a musical family. My, both my parents were musicians. In fact, that's how they met. Mm. Um, and so I've been playing music pretty much all my life. And I also grew up with um, 
a dad who was a great storyteller. So that that brings my love of history into it. And he grew up in Tacoma in the 1940s, 1950s. And I just grew up as a young kid in Seattle, which is where my parents ended up when I was young, hearing all these great stories about Tacoma. And I was just fascinated. Uh, and so after getting into history research as an adult, I've really kind of narrowed it into specifically local music history, since that really kind of brings all my different interests together. That's really interesting. Um, are you uh, uh, still a, a practicing musician? I am. I play the piano and uh, teach music. I teach piano lessons and I also teach music at UW Tacoma uh, and University of Puget Sound. So very much still active as a performer in addition to this maybe more nerdy passion of mine of getting into library archives and finding out fun stories about our local music history. That's really great. It, it, I, there is definitely a, a running theme on the podcasts um, with musicians. You know, there's always a, a blend of performance and teaching and and finding their own particular niche, uh, maybe as a producer or in your case as a archivist. Uh, it's, it's interesting how everyone kind of makes it work. Yeah. And it's, I mean, for me too, um, I think a lot of the interest specifically in bringing it together with teaching has come about because music is something that human beings always do, right? No matter what their location or culture or time period, people always make music. So it's a great lens for looking at history, you know, to look at what music were people making at a certain time and place. And then you can learn more about those people. So for me, it's, I've learned so much more about Tacoma's history by looking specifically at the music than I ever would have if I hadn't gone that particular direction. Hmm. And so that's really, that's a fun angle for me to take. That's really interesting. So someone listening might uh, hear Tacoma music history and think, well, we're not, uh, you know, we're not Seattle, we're not New York, we're not Vienna. I don't know, you know, I don't know what it is, but like um, in a, in a, in a quick nutshell, like, like what interests you about Tacoma's musical history and, and what are some interesting things that you found? So several things. I mean, the first would be that, you know, we, even if you just barely step into Tacoma history study, you learn about the city of destiny era, you know, the era when, when there were many, many people who really wanted this to be the New York of the West coast, this was going to be the, the next big city of the U S and music was no exception to that. So we had a lot of great musicians from Europe and the East coast come settle here in the early uh, part of the 20th century and hmm. try to build symphony orchestras and try to set up great music programs in our schools. And so there's really a deep heritage there that really goes along with what, you know, a lot of Tacoma historians would already know about Tacoma, but the music just supports that, that understanding. And then we have had some really fascinating um, connections to bigger stories, like, for example, that uh, Nirvana played their first concert as Nirvana in Tacoma. Uh, I did not know that. Seattle would usually claim, you know, that that history, but that particular event happened in Tacoma. So <laughs> you know, we have some good stories like that. <laughs> well, and 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 we do we did produce uh, the Ventures, which um, right. if I, if I understand correctly, I was recently reading a history of rock and roll, and. Um, the first all electric rock and roll. Is that, is that correct? Something like that? Well, in my understanding, if it's still, I don't know if this fact is still true. I don't keep up with it on a daily basis, but I believe they are still the best selling instrumental band of all time. Wow. 
That's really interesting. I don't know After how many their, other new instrumental bands there are that would, uh, you know, surrepress right. them, but uh, <laughs> right, and they just they've been, and they've been active for decades, and it's a phenomenal history they have. So yeah, we had that whole garage rock era. Uh, the Sonics, uh, a little bit after that initial garage rock era, were highly influential on grunge. And so it's really, you know, regardless of what time period or genre of music you want to look at, there are fascinating stories to find. Hmm, interesting. Uh, so one of the things that I particularly wanted to talk about you is that city of talk about with you is that city of destiny era uh you recently put on a concert of tacoma booster songs and there's nothing that tacomans like better often than to than to talk about how great tacoma is um but we did it through song it sounds like tell me more about that yeah so from my research i've learned that that was a pretty common trend uh, all over the united states in the early 20th century um if you think about that time it was more likely for the average American family to have a piano than to have a car. Wow. So, so sheet music, uh, you know, with a colorful cover and some fairly simple music and lyrics that someone could buy and play in their own home. That was a pretty effective form of advertising. Uh, it wouldn't be so much now because music literacy isn't quite as widespread as yeah. it was then. But yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was frankly advertising. And so there were dozens of songs written in and about Tacoma from about 1890 to 1920 or so. Commissioned specifically to get a catchy jingle about Tacoma st- stuck as an earworm in someone's head? Is that someone's head? Is that basically the, the, the marketing play yeah. here? Yeah. And then there were some other interesting examples of, you know, uh, community organizations would, would have a song, you know, that maybe they could sing when they gathered uh, or there'd be a song for a particular event. Uh, that was pretty common as well. But definitely the just the boosting of how great Tacoma is uh, with, with, yeah, a catchy jingle and, and music that's simple enough that didn't, you didn't have to be a professional musician to, to play it. Just anyone who, who could read music a little bit could join in. Oh, that's really fun. Um, I was watching a, a YouTube video uh, of a song called Watch Tacoma Grow. Tell me a little bit more about that song. I, I'm, I'm, I was, you, you had several videos there, but that one particularly grabbed me because yeah. I feel like that's what we're doing right now is we're watching Tacoma grow. And I'm curious yeah. what, what the story is and the backstory is behind that one in particular. Yeah, yeah. so I actually have the sheet music right in front of me. Um, it was actually written by um, someone who was, was very much in the booster song business. He actually lived in Olympia, hmm. uh, but he wrote songs about Seattle and about Olympia and about Tacoma. And he... he liked that slogan, Watch Tacoma Grow, that was really common right around the Alaska Yukon Pacific Exposition in Seattle. So right around 1909, 1910. That's the You Like Tacoma era as well, which is another song you have. There's a song version of that. Yeah. 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 So people were just picking up on these slogans that were going around and setting them to music uh, with, with some pretty, you know, not the greatest music or lyrics, but, you know, you could tell they were kind of dashed off quickly. But this one's great, uh, partly for its cover art. It's uh, kind of hints at the debate about 
the name of the mountain. Mm. Uh, picture of Mount Rainier right on the cover uh, or Mount Tacoma, as we would have called it here in Tacoma. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and and it, it gets at the tortoise and the hare story with um, positioning Seattle as the, the hare and Tacoma as the tortoise. So in other words, you know, don't rule us out yet. We're going to catch up. We're going to be just as big, if not bigger than Seattle. Uh, so that's, that's the cover art. And then it's also in the lyrics themselves. What, what, uh, what year was this written? I believe, and I'll double check, but I believe 1909. 1906. 1906. 1906. And we already saw ourselves as the tortoise to, to Seattle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> That's really great. I, I, I liked one of the, the early, early, I mean, how it starts. Now, as you look around for a home on Puget Sound, there's a city that you should not fail to see. Yes. Um, <laughs> That's really great. Yeah. Well, and it, it's interesting, too, because it, a lot of these songs will touch on the local dynamics of like the competition between Seattle and Tacoma, but they also would be aimed at a broader audience. So there's this line in here about uh, if the sun could only shine, you'll get all the rain you want, but little snow. You know, so it's it's maybe aiming that at maybe an East Coast audience of people right. who might be and boy, I hear it rains out there a lot. <laughs> you know? um, so it's interesting how the lyrics try to kind of tick all those boxes. Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. That that almost makes me think of, is it Perry Como who does, uh, you know, the bluest skies you'll ever see here in Seattle or something like that? Which, <laughs> I think so, yeah. That, that's truly a booster song. I, I don't know uh, where that one came from, but that, that kind of reminds me of the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they're interesting in that... Um, like I said, they're, you can tell they're kind of dashed off. These were not, you know, great compositional efforts. Uh, and yet it's just very indicative of what was going on in society at the time, which was this was still very much a, uh, a booming, growing area. We were trying to recruit business. We were trying to recruit residents. Uh, and, you know, sheet music was a way to do it in that era. And, you know, we have different means now. Now it might be social media. Um, which is not dissimilar, right? You get, you have a picture that catches someone's attention and then you need a slogan. Um, but if we go back a hundred years, that would have been done in the form of sheet music. That's really interesting. What, what drew you to, to researching our, our musical, our musical past? Well, honestly, the very first story I researched uh, comes again from a family connection. So my grandmother was a piano teacher here in Tacoma um, in the 1930s, 1940s, 1950s era. Uh, she also was someone who told tall tales. Uh, <laughs> and she used to talk about the fact that Rachmaninoff came to perform in Tacoma and that she got to hear that concert. And as a, as a kid, I'm thinking, no, world famous musician, why would he come to Tacoma? Uh, and so when I got into local history research, that was one of the first stories I researched. And it was true. So I learned that Tacoma with its Tacoma Theater, which unfortunately burned down in the 1960s, uh, but it was right between where the Pantages and the Rialto are now, it was the biggest stage on the West Coast. And so it drew all the great artists of the time. Uh, and so not a surprise at all that the New York Philharmonic played there and Mark Twain spoke on that stage and Harry Houdini performed on that stage. And, but yeah, that's, that's really what got me into it was because I think, honestly, I think history is personal for a lot of people. You know, you start out like you want to learn about your house or you want to learn more about your family. And that, that's really what drew me into it was trying to find out if 
my grandmother was telling the truth about that story. <laughs> yeah. That's really great. Uh, so you, you started a, like a Tacoma music history blog, basically, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I started just sharing some of my own stories. And then a few years back, I had the opportunity to create a new class at UW-Tacoma. And I was trying to find something that would draw on my interests musically, but also be, you know, interdisciplinary and draw in students from a lot of different majors. And so I thought, why not turn this into a class? So actually this quarter, um, just starting a couple weeks ago, I'm teaching that class at UW-Tacoma. And the final project is for students to write their own blog posts for that blog. So I have my own research there, but I'm also sharing the research of my students. Oh, that's really, that's really cool. That's that's great that we're still following along with that. Yeah. And it brings, you know, brings a different perspective. They have different musical interests than I do. And so we get to tell a lot more stories that way. What do you think is happening right now that we might look back on and say that's a part of a meaningful part of Tacoma's musical history. Anything that, that, that comes to mind? That's a great question. Um, I think, and I'm by no means an expert in this area, but I think from people I've talked to who are more expert than I am, um, I think Tacoma has a really underestimated uh, rap scene. And I think it's distinct from Seattle's and much like what we've talked about with other genres of music, you know, often Tacoma is in the shadow of Seattle um, and Seattle claims artists that maybe were born in Tacoma or things like that. So I think, you know, that just seems to continue for me. Um, And as with any history, we can't necessarily know what's going to be significant or important to historians in the future when we're living it. But uh, yeah, there's a lot going on. And I think Tacoma continues to have such a diversity of voices Uh, We continue to have new, you know, immigrant populations, just like we did 100 years ago. Uh, And I think it's just going to continue to expand what we're able to offer musically. Yeah, I I think that there's a a, I'll fight you. Um, I noticed that uh, uh, someone at the Seattle Times, I think, said that they had one of the best locally uh, produced albums of the of of the year, their local Um, rap group and we have um, I was reading a Seattle Weekly article a couple years ago um, that apparently we have some like great DJs uh, that are coming out of the Tacoma scene in a way that uh, I I didn't know about either. Yeah, yeah and again some of it's a little out of my own you know as a classically trained musician it's kind of out of my personal comfort zone as a listener but but it's you know that's the thing about music too is it's so broad and diverse a topic. There's so many different things going on all the time. Uh, and that's why I think it's such a great project to capture these stories, you know, either from the distant past or maybe more recent. Yeah. And that, and that's where your, your students can come in and bring, bring their interest to keep, to keep documenting that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you have something coming up uh, related to this at uh, the Tacoma Historical Society. Can you tell me a little bit more about that too? Yeah, so Tacoma Historical Society's next exhibit will be all about Tacoma's musical history. Um, and this has been a long time in the planning. Uh, we've not done an exhibit specifically about music before. Certainly some musical stories have made their way into other exhibits, but uh, an entire exhibit about music. So musicians, music teachers, uh, venues, music businesses, there's lots of great stories to tell there. And that exhibit opens at the end of January. So we're still in this you know, pandemic situation where we're only partially open right now. Um, 
but we do with the governor's latest directives, we have the ability to open to, uh, by appointment essentially and have a, a masked museum experience. <laughs> and so hopefully a lot of people will want to come in and see that exhibit. And as That's part separately. of it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot of people at different times yes. <laughs> want to come in. Uh, and, and as part of that, one of the things Tacoma Historical Society has done for several years now is produce uh, what we call our 21 Tales series of books. And they're aimed at essentially middle school age kids uh, about topics that we've researched. And so I've written a book for that series that's going to come out later this month. Uh, and so it tells the stories of 21 musicians from Tacoma's history. And uh, given that we are, again, in the pandemic and people aren't necessarily wanting to flock to bookstores and buy hard copy books, we're going to record an audiobook version and make that available right away. So that'll be on our website. That's that's really great. And then what, what kind of things uh, will, do, will people be seeing in, in the exhibit, the sheet music and some things like that? Yeah, so we have sheet music, we have some musical instruments, we have lots of photographs, of course. Uh, we have advertisements from music businesses we have uh, concert programs. So all, anything you can think of that might be musically related, there, there's probably a, a, an example of it in the exhibit. Lots of great stories to tell. And something we don't usually get to do in our exhibits is we'll have some audio. So, you know, come in and, and motion sensory, you'll walk past something and music will just start playing like magic. <laughs> That's a really cool thing. Yeah. Well, that's going to be uh, starting at the end of January, you said, and I can uh, put a link to that in the show notes. Yeah. People want to find out a little bit more about you. Where can they find you on uh, on the interwebs? Well, TacomaMusicHistory.org is the blog we've been talking about where you'll find my research and my students' research. Um, KimDavenportPiano.com if you're curious to see what performances I might have coming up. They're all virtual right now, but sure. they're there. <laughs> so, yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you again for uh, sharing a little bit of, uh, of Tacoma's musical history. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Did you know Channel 253 is member-supported? I'm producer Doug Mackey, and I hope you will show your support by going to channel253.com slash membership and join. Thank you. We Art Tacoma is part of the Channel 253 Podcast Network. Check out our other shows. Nerd Farmer, Interchangeable White Ladies, Move to Tacoma, Taco Man, Flounder's B-Team, Crossing Division, Citizen Tacoma, What Say You, and Give Me the Mic. This is Channel 253.